following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, what's up everybody, hello, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment, hope everybody's having a great day, and we've got a great show for you guys today, it's going to be a lot of fun, before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hello everybody, the new rage for men. Because most men are bald, and they're all shaving their heads. Well, some clever designers came up with the idea, wigs for men. And these wigs are incredible. You will never, ever, never know they're a wig. They're sheer, they're thin, they slip to the head, they stick to the head, and change hairstyles. So now all the young guys are wearing them, because if they want a short haircut or blue hair or green or pink hair, they wear a wig. I think it's a great idea because I cut my hair too short and I hate it. I wish I had one of those wigs. I'd certainly wear it because I miss my wild big head of hair. But anyway, so guys out there that are bald, it won't be a shame anymore to wear a wig. It's not a toupee. It's a full wig. And it's absolutely stunning. You can find them on Facebook. They're about $35, cheap as hell, and beautiful wigs. So you bald guys, when you're in the mood to have a lot of hair, and some of them are shoulder-length hair, like rock and roll hairdos, I mean, really beautiful wigs. And if you want to go to a club one night looking like a really groovy guy, you know, get rid of the bald head, throw on a wig. It's the rage. Um, so keep talking for a minute. I can't, Why should I, keep I can't talking? get it because I can't. Uh, you don't even pay me to be on this show. I know, but I don't have any Wi-Fi over here on this computer, so I can't see the chat room and I'm trying to fix oh, it. Well, for nine years, I've been on this show, almost 10 years, not a salary, not a nickel, not a dime, not a sou, not a yen, not a, not a, not a, a wooden nickel, nothing. Here we go. I work for free like some kind of slave. Here we go. Now I'm in it. Slave, old man river, that old man river. Yeah, that's what I feel like, a slave, because I work for free. Everybody out there, if you're really nice, you should send me like 10 cents each. If everybody put 10 cents in an envelope and send it to me, I'd be happy. That would be a payment, wouldn't it? Okay, here we go. Those 10 cents could add up to maybe like a dollar fifty, and I can make a dollar fifty a show. All right. So we're back. In so, the chat so room. buttons. What is this sticking out that looks like I have a tumor coming out of my That's because it's a, it's a hoodie. It's yeah, a it hoodie. looks like a tumor coming out of my neck. So what's up? We want to say hi. Backpack John is in the chat room. Boomer Maze is in the chat room. Cindy from Lady Lake Music is in the chat room. Hold on. My artist, Mrs. Kim, is in the chat room. Let's see. Hold on. I got to go back up. 
Who else is in the chat room? Uh, I heard you couldn't. Oh, Rocket Pig is in the chat room. Hello. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Rocket Pig? Yeah, it's a production company making great movies. Oh, that's a new one. Rocket Pig. I like that. You know, last time, last week or two weeks ago. Bill is in the chat room. Bill Rukan. Nobody could get in the chat room. It was filtered to the max. So today it looks like it's empty. Yes. Oh, there's nobody in the chat room. So now here's your chance. No, there's people in the chat room. They're all coming in now. We couldn't do it before. Oh, 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 oh. I have to get us a new board. Meanwhile, I have to get information from people out there. Anyone out there who's had cataract surgery, please let me know in the chat room now. Do your eyes burn? Right now my eyes are burning and I'm squinting. Two days ago I had to go to bed and lay down but close my eyes because I couldn't see. They were burning so badly. I, I put drops in. I mean, I don't know what it's from or what causes it, but my cataracts are fairly new. So maybe you out there who have had experience with them can tell me what to do and why they burn and are watery. So Thank you. Angie Baby is in the chat room. She's under Rocket Pig. And uh, Angie Baby, get rid of that. And name. Dave Hughes. I don't like Rocket Pig with Angie Baby. She's no pig. No, but that's the name of the company. She made a company called Rocket Pig? Well, Jerry Angelo made a company called Rocket Pig. They're doing great movies. Yeah, but I don't like that name. No, it it's be, fabulous. It it's be, a pig on a rocket shine, no, flying it should through be, space. No, it should be Angie Baby naked on a rocket. Oh. That would be nice. <laughs> Everybody would tune in to see that. <laughs> She's giving us hugs. So anyway, you guys, we have a really fun show for you guys today. Uh, we have music royalty coming on. We have the fabulous Martha Davis from the Motels. You guys remember only the lonely suddenly last summer, only all these great, the only the big hits. And then we have Scott Page from Pink Floyd coming on. It's going to be a lot of fun. Happy. Everybody's joining us now in the chat room. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, uh, and I want to say too, everybody, thanks so much for watching this, the Sherry Nelson episode. Uh, when we had Sherry Nelson and I don't know who was with Sherry Nelson that day, but that, that episode got a zillion plays. What wasn't it? The guy from, uh, the rock and roll, the earth, wind and fire. No, that was last week. Sherry Nelson was two weeks ago. See, I don't remember anything. And uh, But I remember what happened 80 years ago. 70, 50, 40, 30 years ago, I can remember details, but I can't remember what happened six minutes ago. Oh, pro- 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 oh, oh, no, no. Oh, there we are live in there. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, we had uh, a great show that day with Sherry Nelson, and, and I forgot who was on it with her, but it's gotten, you know, like five million plays or something. It's like way up there. So thanks, Sherry, everybody. Sherry Nelson happens to be one of the nicest, kindest, most sincere human beings that I've met in a long time. She comes from a town of just 87 people and they're homegrown. She's like a pumpkin. Oh, it was Harley. Harley and Sherry Nelson. Oh, Harley. Well, that's why Harley gets a big pull, too. Yeah, they both do. Yeah, so they're, both, they're both very VIP people. Let's talk about my watch. Is that brought in this chat room? No, she's not there yet. Well, screw her. She every week wants to know about my watch. In two weeks, she hasn't come into the show. She was here last week. She, she was? Late, well, yeah. I'm going to do it now. This is the last time. If you're not in the showroom next week, screw you. This is a Cartier vintage. Very expensive wristwatch. It's one of my better collection wristwatches. Uh, it was given to me by Jimmy Starr. It was his, and he got fat, and his wrist didn't fit it. <laughs> so he said, the wristwatch no longer fits my fat wrist. <laughs> so here, Ron, I want you to have it. Wasn't that romantic? <laughs> he said it just like that. Here, my wrist got fat, so you can have this watch. I said, oh, thank you so much. That's so funny. You know, 
But it's I a mean, beautiful watch. It's a gorgeous watch, and it's Cartier, darling. Excuse me, Cartier. So, anyway. So we also got B. Claudia just joined us. Hey, B. How hey, you BZ, doing? BC baby. And so did um somebody else. Kadrosha, Kadrosha on a Carol. Kadrosha, my darling. What's going on with you with this movie shit? What are you doing that you need my help? She's, she's so fabulous. Tell us about it. I'd be more than happy to do whatever I can for you because you're one of my favorite friends that I never see, but I remember so well. That's right. We love Kadrosha. She's yeah, fabulous. She's cool and they said bro. they love my glasses. Oh, they love your glasses. They love anything. They're full of shit. They love everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teresa Saban. Uh, was that Teresa? Oh, no, that's, that's, that's B. Claudia. Teresa Saban is running late. Uh, she says she loves you, though. And Backpack John is in there. I don't know if I said hello to Backpack John. And uh, he learned so many things. He's the one who learned Glory Hole from our show. <laughs> oh, we have more to teach you. We're an educational show. We should be taught in schools. Actually, the kids in schools can teach us. And they like your shirt. They like my shirt. Yeah, I'm going sailing in a few minutes in the desert. <laughs> my sailboat's in the sand waiting for me. Um, the weather's gorgeous here. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. It's like 50 at night, you guys. Yes, and we had to cancel some friends for our Thanksgiving dinner. I haven't done that yet, so you shouldn't talk oh, about Oh, well, I have to talk about it now that I, I said it. Unfortunately, some of our friends became very frightened of the idea of all of us being together at a dining room table. So they said they will pass on it this year, therefore causing us to cancel our Thanksgiving Day dinner. We will only do it with our daughters. And they've been tested and we've been tested. So we're OK. This virus really has got to go. I hope the uh, vaccines work because we need to go back to living the way we we, we we used to live. I mean, even like, you know, stick up men, hold, hold up bank robbers. They want to go back to robbing banks. They're afraid to break into a bank because they may get the virus from one of the guards or the customers. So everybody needs to go back to who they were and what they wanted to do. I'm devastated because we've always had guests for Thanksgiving and now Christmas is coming and we always have a huge Christmas party the Saturday night before Christmas. And I don't think we're going to. Yeah, we're not going to be having that. Unless, of course, the vaccine is out and everybody shoots up with the vaccine or gets tested because it's on the rise in the Coachella Valley. I spoke with my doctor the other day about some things I needed to get done. And he said to me, do not come near this hospital. That's Eisenhower Hospital. He said, we are full of the coronavirus. And I thought, oh, my God, why is that? It seems that people are coming into Eisenhower Hospital from the surrounding areas like Riverside and where we're Riverside, the other side, whatever. All the towns that surround us, I guess, don't have hospitals as good as Eisenhower. So now they're coming in from all over. I got the numbers, actually. Uh, two weeks ago, they only had one case of coronavirus, and now they have 31 cases. So in one week, 30 cases of coronavirus. I know, and it's coming in like crazy. So all of these people that are coming in from surrounding towns, you're actually taking beds away from the people who live in the Coachella Valley and who pay taxes and who support those hospitals. Go to your own hospitals. Tell your doctors it's okay. You know, doctors are doctors. They're all the same all over the world. They all learn the same stuff, and they all know the same thing now about the <laughs> coronavirus. There's no doctor one better than another. So stay in your valleys like uh, the, the – what's that valley we go shopping in? 
that lovely Morano. Yeah, stay, stay in the Merino Valley. Don't come to Coachella Valley. We can't accommodate you. Our hospitals are going to be filled, and you're bringing the virus into a valley that was at, that good was shape. in good shape. We had we did not have too many cases we had a few cases and they came in from los angeles so, so anyway so keep wait, going let me, let me keep going so please i beg you do not come into our valley and give us the flu the, the virus because it's, it's 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 murder stay in your own valleys go to your own hospitals eisenhower is not a hospital for the entire country it's a hospital that was built by Bob Hope and a lot of other celebrities, Frank Sinatra, and they built this hospital for the people who live in Coachella Valley, not just Palm Springs where all the rich, fancy, schmancy people live, but for the poor people that live in other neighborhoods. Okay. So anyway, uh, Angela says there's no corona. Everything is good with Rocket Pig because there's no coronavirus in space. And I want to welcome Rob Saw to the show, and he's tuned in, I know, for Martha Davis because that's one of his – uh, favorite artist. So we're going to actually bring her in now. She's in the green room from what I understand. So Rebel, let her in. I hear them dancing, the silhouettes on the shade. I hear the music. Hello. Oh, hi, the let How me are in. you? Good. How are you? You know, you're interrupting. Me. I'm well, thank you. You the, know, the two of you, I'm going to smack the both of you. You just interrupted my song. That's okay. That's because when now we have a guest on. I don't care. I'm and gonna, look, this I'm time go, she's I'm in. going to kiss her oh, today. Go I'm going to. I'm no, going no, to, no, no, no. Stay right where you are. I'm going to grab you and kiss you to death. Hi, Martha. How are you? Welcome back to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Hey, Marty. How are you? How are you? How are you, my little chickadee? Last time. Now, it's so cool because this time you're in a house. Last time you were walking around, I don't know, they were like llamas or... uh, Alpacas. Yes, alpacas. My alpacas, yes. Alpacas make a beautiful coat. She has a beautiful coat. When you shear them. So have you been, toots? I've been good. I've been working, working, working. I mean, now that we're all home, and I have to admit, you know, the coronavirus is evil as that thing is. I have loved being home all year and seeing the seasons change. I'm usually in an airport every week, and so this has been very nice, and I've been doing a lot of things. I've put out new records. I've got a new single coming out tomorrow. I put out one month. Uh, from another project, I'm working on a TV show. I got hold a on, hold on, go, go to you're going too fast. We're gonna yeah, go we're over gonna, all we're those. We're gonna do it one by one. We're gonna do them. First of all, we have a chat room full of people, so say hi to everybody in the chat room because there's a bunch of bunch of bunch of bunch of countries represented. Hi, everybody. Hello, around the world. There you go. And then wait, wait, wait a minute. You're looking good. Did you have work done? <laughs> You're really looking good. You look. Now I'm putting on piles of makeup, which the farm never sees me. All my you, animals are like. <laughs> you look younger now than when we had you on the last. Swear to God, you didn't have. And that was little, like you didn't have a little work done. No, Some Botox. I don't, I don't do. I don't. I barely go to the doctor ever. Yeah, I don't know. You know, you know Botox, I, no Restylane. Nothing. Nothing. You no Then you must have a good lover last, in your life. <laughs> <laughs> because you're looking well, good. Well, I have men in my life because I have roommates that are male. <laughs> a nine-year-old boy now. Um, but I don't have good. lovers in my life. Maybe you're, that's looking, why. 
You're really I looking, love it. You're looking really good. So do me a favor. We have somebody in the chat room, and like he'd been sending me messages on Facebook. He's a music promoter, and he's like, oh, my gosh, Martha Davis. She's so fabulous. His name is Rob. Just say hi to Rob for me so he can like get it out of hi, his system. Rob. How are you doing? <laughs> There you go. We have we have really have a good uh, we have a great chat room. We always have great you know people in it, and everybody loves your music. and And so for everybody who doesn't know, in case you don't know who Martha Davis is, she's from the Mo- with the Motels, Only the Lonely, Suddenly Last Summer, Crisman Whispers, Take the L. I don't know all the greatest songs ever. And she's also a great solo artist, which I have to tell you, I have been streaming your new album on spotify all week because i knew you were coming on the name of the new album is i have my standards and it's like jazz standards which i didn't know any of the songs so i don't oh, know I, what they're I, from I, I did and i let me tell you folks out there if you dig jazz you're going to dig her well they're, 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 it's called i have my standards because they're not standards i wrote them all oh that's why no, i didn't know I, what they I, were I, okay I, good no 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 wait a minute there's a couple on there that i'm familiar with you just heard them on here if they're hers. Well, I wrote They're all originals, so where would you have heard them? You just thought you heard them. Well, no, no. Mr. Dre that's been around for a long time. I wrote it when I was 19, and it's sort of come out in various forms, like in demo form. So you might have heard that, you know? Because I listen to everything. I'm a jazz freak. I sing jazz. You know, when I worked in clubs, I was a jazz singer. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, uh, and um, I, I love it. And, and your album is great. I have to tell you, I was so excited because I'm so, first of all, I'm very excited that you told me that they're all originals because I was Googling it. Where did these songs come no, from? They, they, wait, wait, let me finish. I was Googling it all. Where did all these, where all the songs came from and everything. And I was like, I couldn't find anything anywhere. And Mr. Gray, I've known because like you've performed it for like a long time. Uh, but I was like, I know every standard. Like, I listen to all of them, and I don't know any of these. So I'm so glad you said that. And number one, I have to tell you, Mr. Gray and How Long the Train's Been Gone are like the greatest songs ever, ever, right. ever. Oh, thank and, you. And, and those songs have been around. No. I'm sure. I've she just recorded it just now for the first time. You know what? I'm getting senile. I'm becoming... <laughs> no, I'm been around because basically this album was written because I... When, when I write, my muse just drag me wherever they want to drag me, whether it's country or western, which I will put out an album of that at some point, or jazz or whatever. And so what I did was just compiled all these songs. And, I, and they are on my new record label, too, which is Remarkable Records. And so um, I, I started my own label. I only put out vinyl. And so it's a chance for me to get all of these songs that have been sitting in my closet forever and I have more jazz songs, and I'm going to put out another album. This one, I, I just wanted it for the first time, have one album that just has one mood. It's just sort of the, the low key, and you know, there's no up tempo songs on it. But I got up tempo songs that are going to come down path in the jazz sort of uh, jazz sort of fashion. I, so I I love it. I, I'm not kidding you. Who's your favorite jazz singer of the 1940s and 50s? Uh, you shouldn't have put a date. You should. No, it's said. an easy question because it's Peggy Lee. A little earlier, I think Billie Holiday is like probably, you know. I don't think Billie really was in jazz. I, I considered Billie, uh, uh, Ella is, Ella Fitzgerald was jazz. Yeah. Billy was more of a stylist. She had a nobody could, nobody could be Billy. I mean, she just was in a yeah. class. Of her the own. chat room is writing Billy Holidays, just so you guys just know. Just in a class of her own. Peggy Lee yeah. sang. 
she never sang with the music. I think she sang either behind it or ahead of it, which was incredible. And she had the best voice for jazz because she was soft jazz. Ella, Ella could, uh, you know, yeah. Ella, was, Ella, was, Ella was the best. Ella was the best. Ella Fitzgerald were talking about. Uh, they're right in Cena and Nina Simone they like. Nina was oh, Nina, Nina yeah. really wasn't jazz. Nina was more of a, uh, she had a little bit of jazz. Nina was more of a storyteller, I say, when she sang, because all of her songs were sad and bitter and had meaning and, and, and it was different. Uh, jazz to me is upbeat, fast, and quick, and and da 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 like like who we got coming on now, you know Scott Scott uh, Page played for Pink Floyd, and when we're in private, I tell Scott play some good jazz for me, and baby He's a he, saxophone go, he goes into Harlem Nocturne. I love and Harlem he, Nocturne. And he yeah, but when Scott Page when Scott Page does it with his sax, he blows my mind because when he hits those down notes, my vocals have a nervous breakdown. I want to kill myself. He's wonderful. <laughs> no, really, Harlem Nocturne on a sax soloist is Incredible! Incredible! Okay, so Martha, I need you to do me. I need you to do me one more favor. Uh, we have a lady in the chat, and she's from Germany. Um, she's one of our biggest fans slash friends. She's one of the coolest ladies on planet Earth. Really is. Her name is B Claudia. B Claudia. Just say hi to B Claudia, so because she'll be because she's jealous now that that Rob got it and she didn't. <laughs> Claudia, love you. There you go. Be B. Claudia is one of our best people. And guess what? She does the most for the people that come on our show. She will promote you now. She'll she, promote it all she over the place. She will get your album and she will, she will listen and she will promote it. B. Claudia is incredibly fabulous. Um, I wanted to ask you a question, but I forgot because I'm 80 now. And I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not 80. Oh, stop it. I'm 80. You know, I wrote an article on Facebook about when I used to drive over the 59th Street Bridge, how I love the smell of Wonder Bread being baked. Well, it wasn't Wonder Bread. It was Silver Cup. So, you know, that's what's happening. I'm starting to replace things I forget with fantasy. And it happens at this age. So I did hear your music. I don't care what you or Jimmy said. <laughs> well, Mr. Gray, first of all. Uh, I've heard it. I know it. I know when you play. Mr. Jimmy. Gray is fabulous. And she did a brand new video, you guys. Um, it actually today. Uh, which I didn't send it to you, but I have a friend who runs a website called TRV Countdown. It's top requested video countdown of the day, and they every day they put up a new video of a, a video maybe nobody's ever seen, and it's the video of the day today. So go to trvcountdown.com and check it out. It's a really popular website, and uh, it's the video of the day because I submitted it to them and asked them if it, if it would make the video of the day. I submitted it like a week ago, but it came out today um, on there, so you should check that out. And uh, the when song is fabulous. Put, when did you put Mr. Gray out? Uh, let's see. It's hard to know because this year has been like a week of years, as my friend Lisa Brennan would say. I hit, I have lost track of time. It came out, I believe, the beginning of this year. Um, the album was released, and and then we, my dear friends Teresa and Fred Decker, did the video. We all shot it because we'd already been coveted yeah so it was this year my last gig was on march 11th i believe and it was on a cruise ship fellows a cruise ship march 11th so the coronavirus had started we got off the boat ran like hell and um went home never to go back and gig again but that gave me time to actually put this together we made the video 
video at our various homes, and um, Fred and Teresa compiled it, and it's a beautiful video, and it's a beautiful. So, um, now, are, are they playing your song anywhere in the Palm Springs area? Because my jazz station, it comes from, I think, maybe San Francisco. I'm not sure exactly what, what the call letters are now. I don't remember. But they play uh, jazz that's not everybody's jazz it's all interesting stuff that's why i like it a lot of it is very a lot of it's two way out for me it's too you know science yeah. fiction yeah but like the, you like the science fiction jazz i don't understand it <laughs> but anyway you know i'm old but i like your kind of music because i understand it it's it's jazz and it's, it's beautiful it's, it's pure jazz it's good. it's really beautiful everybody's no it's really good it's really good songs you know there's songs in the sense of you know, melody and lyrics, and, and they work together, and, and it's just old-fashioned songwriting and nothing more, you know, and it, it's, you know, I, the genres of music, is it jazz? It's more jazz than it is rock, you know, it's more, oh, you yeah. know. But, I want to pass something on to you. Lauren Bacall, who I knew, said to me, a movie is only old after you've seen it. Now I'm going to say to you, your music is only old after you've heard it. But if you've never heard it before, it's new music. Yes, absolutely. And I would suggest that everybody out there get her album, sit back, have a glass of wine, put the fireplace on, leave the room dim, and just flow. Go with her music, and she'll take you to places that you have never been before. Aww. It's uh, so you it's guys. True. It's true, honey. The, the name of the album. I don't say it if I don't believe it. You guys, you can find it. The name of the album is "I Have My Standards." I, I have been listening to it on Spotify. It's and we play uh, it in the eleven house. songs, right? I think there's eleven you know, songs. Jimmy, that's why I heard it because we've been playing it. In, I've been playing it in, in the, the house. Office. Well, I've been playing it, yeah, all week. So I know that. That's where I fucking. Oh, excuse yeah. my French. That's <laughs> that's where I heard. Yes, it. I've been playing it every day for hours. So see that um, now. I know where. So I you guys, it. there's eleven songs on it. I'm going to tell you what you there, there's. Mr. Moon, Midnight Nightingale, Picture Perfect, Call Me, Love's Never What It Seems, The Long Goodbye, I Don't Care, Mr. Gray, How Long's the Train Been Gone, Don't Take That's These Tears, one. and Child Childhood's Ends, and Mr. Gray and How the Long's, I like the, how long's train. the Train Been Gone. Those are my two favorites yeah. of the 11. And Train is my uh, favorite. Uh, now, listen, I'm so sorry. So Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No, we, do, we, don't, we don't lie. If we thought your music sucked, we yeah, would we wouldn't say, say anything. No, we would say, no. <laughs> When I, when, if a rapper comes on that does some disgusting rap that I despise because I hate rap music and I'm not allowed to say I hate your music because it offends the artist but I give my opinion I say look I'm 80 years old I love Johnny Mantis I hate rap so people understand I'm an old man I'm senile and I like the olden days <laughs> but I'm only sorry that we are not allowed to play your music because they took us off the air for doing that yes. otherwise, otherwise we would be playing Train right now Oh, oh. Yeah, here's what it is: is with all these new platforms, everybody's streaming live. So we stream live to YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. We're streaming live to like five platforms right now because we uh -huh. don't have the rights. YouTube shuts us down. We had John B on, who's like a multi-platinum R&B artist, and in the middle of his video, our whole thing got shut down, and we like lost communication with everybody watching because we're not oh. allowed to play him anymore. So now we tell everybody they got to go play it. So go to Spotify, you guys. The album is "I Have My Standards." Play the album. Uh, go to YouTube and and uh, actually go to trbcountdown.com because the video of the day today is Mr. Gray. It's a great video shot during COVID. Um, it's fabulous 
And, the, you know, the last time we had you on, because we live in Palm Springs now, the last time we were in the woods in Pennsylvania talking to you, and this time we're in Palm Springs, which I like much better because it's a little warmer. And um, no tick, and no ticks. And there's no ticks, yeah. No, don't get Lyme disease, though. <laughs> so, so, so I want you to know that I sent Johnny Mantis a note a while ago, and I said, Johnny, I know you want to come on our show. He's never said that. I just wrote that in the note in, in, in case, in case. I said, I know you're dying, because I know Johnny. I said, I know you're dying to do our show, but since we can't play your music, I'm not going to ask you to come on. Oh, <laughs> and I, 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 got, I, and I, I had an interview where we passed each other in the hallway. That guy still looks good. Yes. He, he is the sweetest, the kindest, the most gentle, the most unassuming, adorable, loving man I have ever met. And I've met Johnny. I went shopping with him in a supermarket and uh, he's a lovely fella. And nobody and knew boy, nobody. Oh, nobody knew who he was in the supermarket. No, he went un, unrecognized in the supermarket. Yeah. Imagine yeah, Johnny. Boy, he's, he's always played me. His, his voice is amazing. Oh, I love him. He's the ultimate male ballad singer ever. Better yeah. than Sinatra or Tony Bennett. Much yeah. better. Wow. So, uh, okay. So then I have a, um, for, uh, first of all, everybody, uh, be Claudia, because now that you said hi to her, she's like out tweeting away about your album and all kinds of things. So you guys, if you want to follow Martha, she's at the motels on Twitter and on Instagram, you can do Martha Davis projects. Uh, on Instagram, which is really cool. And she said that your album has five-star reviews on all five-star reviews on Amazon, which is really good. It is a good album. It's a good <laughs> album. Now, listen, what song did you do that got the most uh, of everything? What would you say is your number one hitty hitteroo? Um, it's weird. Between Suddenly Last Summer and Only the Lonely, it's it's kind of like... It's weird because I think Only the Lonely has gotten more plays, but suddenly last summer seems more popular. Does that make sense? I, I agree with that. I, I agree. With I agree with that. I agree with that also. I listened to Sunday last summer like ten times yeah. this morning. No, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Only the Lonely is a heavy duty song. It's a heavy hitter. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why. If also, you guys, makes any sense. you guys can also find out more information by going to themotels.com, www.themotels.com. Do you have a, like, is there a Martha Davis site or do you do everything through the motel site? There's the motel site, there's a Martha Davis site, and there's a Remarkable Records for my new record company site. And it's really funny. Those are all Facebooks. And um, at, it's really funny because I don't know if this has happened to anyone else. Um, Franny is my, she, you know Franny, she's my girl and she, she's my manager. She takes care of everything. She runs all the social and does a great job. I have been, even though she's an admin on my account, somehow I've been locked the hell out of Facebook. I Isn't cannot, that if you funny? send me a link on Facebook, I can't open it. And you can't talk to any humans nowadays. I can't call Mr. Facebook. I know. I Why hate that. I haven't said any. I didn't see any fake news or any, you know. So I get I locked. But, I get um, I get locked out of Twitter all the time. And by the way, let's say hi to Fran because Fran is freaking awesome. Um, she is super super Franny, awesome. It's Franny's birthday tomorrow. Oh, happy birthday, Fran! Happy She's fabulous. To you. So let me ask you a question. So Fran sent me like this thing, and it had some. Uh, some bullet point things of some of the things that you started talking about at the beginning. Well, one is uh, she wrote Hollywood Music and Media Awards music nomination, Mr. Gray and Phineas. How are you? How are you attached to Phineas? To Phineas? Yeah. 
Well, Phineas is another one of my little creations. And Phineas, I've, I've written a couple of kids' albums, and Phineas T. Rabbit is, um, I, I did an album that semi came out, it was before I knew what I was doing, and it, it was 24 songs for parents and children, because I know how frustrated parents can be with banal children's music. So I wanted to, you know, this, it started back in the Barney days, when you just have these, like, and when you have kids, they would play them over and over and over. And so if the songs are horrible, you go insane. So I made some songs <laughs> that would be palatable for, for adults as well, you know, with puns and with funny lyrics and with, you know, but kids kids don't need to have, to be, to have stuff done down for them. Kids love, I mean, when I was a kid, it was Christopher Robin. And so the Christopher Robin had weasels and sneezes and bundled him into his bed and gave him what goes with a cold in the nose and some more for a cold in the head. I mean, beautiful, wonderful rhymes, you know, that, that, that were clever and they weren't, they weren't easy, but kids can do it, you know. So I wrote these songs I, and then I went out to write stories for all the songs. So is the book, is there a, I heard there's a book, is the book out? It's not, but these are some of the illustrations that my dear friend Alicia has done. Nice and illustration. Aren't they beautiful? So yeah. the rabbit is this little bunny rabbit. That who, did, is who, did the, who did the illustration? Her name is Alicia Justice, and she's incredible. She's because we, we might be looking for an illustrator for a cover for a movie Jimmy's doing, producing. Oh, really? we may, yeah, we need, we need to interview a lot of people for the uh, poster. For Actually, the in the chat room. So Ron's writing, Ron's writing a movie, also his own movie. And in there, they're saying that you guys should do a duet for the soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> you mean a, so, Jimmy can't sing? No, I, you should do oh, it, not I, me. I sing. Jimmy doesn't. I don't sing. Now, listen, I wanted to tell you, you talked about when you were young. When I was young, you know who was the big stars? The Ink Spots. If yeah. I didn't care for you. I mean, is that you know who the Ink Spots are? Sure, she does. No, brothers. Classic music. Of course, everybody knows the ink spot. Ink spot. Right. They took, they, they took jazz and brought it to ballad. Then, yeah. of course, Mary Wells took over when she was with, um, uh, with, uh, with what's his name? Our friend, the guy that ran. Oh, my God, I'm getting senile. Help me, please. Send money. <laughs> no. Diana Ross's lover, the guy that knocked her up. What was his name? The guy that had of my favorite. Oh, I can't go on anymore. This the is the thing that we watched the documentary on. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, he's another <laughs> one. Know, so well, you know what, Martha? How we are the number one show in the world. I will never ever know. <laughs> I mean, it amazes. No, it, it, no, really, it amazes me that we are so out there with everybody we don't know our asses from our elbow it was in gordy i'm talking gordy, about barry gordy barry gordy i'm talking about my god can i stop you right here because i sure. just have to say that your glasses and your outfits right now are so perfect because jimmy you've got the light pink one while you've got the fresh pink sweatshirt and you've got the black one I just think it's a fashion statement. I love it. Thank no, you. They I, love it in the chat room. Too. I, I just had cataract surgery on both my eyes, and the ah. lights and the lights in the studio make them uh, burn and water. Ah. 
So I find if I put glasses on, for some reason, it, it diffuses it or whatever. But that's the reason for the glasses. Because he doesn't uh, normally I, like I, I, don't, I don't wear glasses. You know, at my age, 23, we don't wear glasses. <laughs> when I get to be 80, I might. But listen to me. Let's get back to your music. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. I really shouldn't ask you this question because it could get you in trouble. But I'm going to ask you because I want to know, what do you think of rap? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I really like, and there's some, there's some more. Uh, there's, I mean, it's like anything else. If if it is true, if it is honest, if it's real, and not just jumping on some bandwagon because you think you can make a dollar off it. If you are a poet that is telling a story about your experience, and 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 that's what you know when rap started. This was explaining a situation in an inner city that nobody outside of it, you know, could feel that way, you know. And, and these, the stories that came out of that were, first of all, they gave obviously a release to the artist because that's what art does. But they also sort of ignited an interest in, in, in the thing. And, and in other words, once again, art does something and moves something forward. Now... There's 9,000 kids out there that, you know, that are like, rapping you know, in, the in the valley talking like, you know, it's like it, it, it's been very appropriated and it's been, you know, kind of mishandled. But that's the way the business treats all art. I mean, you'll have a great uh, artist. Martha, what I don't understand is how do they call it singing? They're speaking. They're not singing. So I think it should go under a different category. Rap should be That's why rap. the talking song because <laughs> they do not sing. Singing is what Johnny Mantis did in Peggy Lee and all the, all the other great performers. They sing their and notes. Martha. They, and Martha. You know, we know how to hold a note. We know how to do, you know, do it. But yeah. these people are just talking like they're, like they're on speed. I love it. So. It's, much more, it's much more like a poetic sort of delivery than it is a, a, lyri a, a lyrical. And, and that starts from the basis that there's no chord progressions. You have basically a right. beat and, and a very, you don't have a lot of chords, so you're not going to have any melody. There's not even a chance for it. I mean, to me, the, more, the thing that's more disturbing is that the songs that we have with the singers that are all tune, tuned and, you know, it's like, they, they may be hitting different notes and doing a melody and singing, per se, but it's like so manipulated by electronics that it, is it really singing? I don't know. No, I, I have difficulty because I remember Doris Day, que sera, sera, you know, that, yeah. sort of, that sort of ear mentality. And yeah. then now, it, you know, li living old like me is not necessarily a happy thing because the changes that are happening in my life are not, fun things anymore people don't dine properly on the dining room table with good china and crystal and have dinner parties now they eat off a melmac out on a bench in a park or something like that people don't dress as they did in my day where we looked always perfect and beautiful nowadays they look like they just cleaned the garbage pails out in the alley <laughs> i mean people have lost so much of what we had i only wish they knew what we had so they could bring it back wait not finished nothing i finished and that's i'm getting to the point Jazz. People think it was, oh, that's old music. Nobody listened. My mother listened to that. Bullshit. Listen to jazz. Get hooked. It's the best. <laughs> there, right, there's absolute room for all of it. And you know what? You'd be surprised how many 
young people that go around just like looking like they just cleaned out the trash cans would love to put on a gown and heels and go to a swanky place. I think there is, I think that exists in all of us. I don't think it's lost. I think we don't have the venues that supply it. I had this idea at one point that I wanted to open up a, a beautiful like dinner theater where you, where you did, you came like, uh, that would be you fabulous. Would, oh, I wish to remember. You wore gowns and you danced like for the stair and you did all that. Uh, you know, wonderful. People would love that. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember Basin Street in New York? Uh-uh. You don't remember? Oh, God, you weren't around in the Basin Street? I in New York. That was before your time, Basin I mean, you should, you should, oh, my God, Peggy Lee, singing at Basin Street. I was there opening night. Somebody, oh, somebody spoke while Beg Peggy was singing. Peggy stopped. And she looked at that person and she said, would you like to come up here and sing? And the person <laughs> said, no. She said, well, then sit still and listen to me. You're being rude. And the Ooh. audience sat there and she was a star. She could do that. How dare you interrupt Peggy Lee singing a wonderful, um, uh, and the song I remember too was, um, was great jazz song what the hell my mind's gone but anyway uh the lyrics were wonderful so hang on go back to you okay and it was a beautiful piece that this bitch was talking and she was going a mile a minute with her boyfriend like, oh, how rude peggy straightened her out a lot so, of performers did that in the day so did patty labelle actually i was at a Ten Thousand maniacs well, a concert minute. and Manly patty, Merchant patty did LaBelle, that too pa patty <laughs> labelle was singing and a guy jumped on her stage pulled down his pants and mooned the audience while Patty, while Patty Labelle was singing, so Patty Labelle said, "You son of a bitch, get off my stage before I kick you in that ass." And the guy, the guy jumped off the stage. I love Patty Labelle. So, I mean, Ellie, I have you ever had anything happen to you like that in your career? On stage, like weird stuff. I'm pretty, I'm pretty easygoing. I, I sort of take the onus on me to like shut everybody up just by. I, 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 what happens is if I find somebody that's not paying attention, I will pick on them. In other words, I go over and sing to them. And they're funny because, you know, the first, the first album had that song Celia on it. Yep. And it had that crazy line, he isn't going to kill you, he's just going to fuck up your pretty face. I was one of the first to drop the F-bomb. So rappers back off, you know. But um, he, when I do that line, oftentimes I'll be in the audience and I'll just sort of like pretend I'm looking over here and then I'll drop down and look at somebody and, and scream that line in their face, you know, and scare the shit out of them. And this one, <laughs> I love I it. One gal who was just couldn't be bothered and was on her phone and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I snuck up behind her and just did that to her and she almost dropped her phone. I did it to another gal that... Um, Stood up like she was gonna deck me, and that was a little frightening. She was good down, but um, yeah, I mean, I tend to like if it looks like I'm, I'm not getting respect, I, I'll just sort of work on it. I love that. I was actually in in Sunrise, Florida, at a Ten Thousand Maniacs concert, and the people in the front were like not paying attention and they were like throwing stuff around and stuff. And she let literally, and I love Natalie Merchant. She literally like stopped the concert, like dead in the middle of the whole thing and just stopped in the middle of the song and like was screaming at the people and told them that she wasn't going to play again until they stopped. And everything was silent for like five minutes and then she played again. And I, I thought, I kind of thought it was kind of cool. Cause now the better story is Lainey Kazan. You know who Lainey Kazan is, yeah. right? 
a dear, 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 dear best friend of mine for 100 years. I went to see Lainey perform in a auditorium. And in the middle of her show, she didn't care for the left speaker. It wasn't working quite right. So in the middle of her song, she stopped and she said, left speaker. <laughs> up. And then she continued singing. So after in the green room, I said, Lainey, you got some balls to do that. She said, well, Ron, it was throwing me off. The speaker was not correct. I didn't want to fuck up my song. So I said, Lainey, only you. And I've heard she does that all the time now. It became a signature of hers to stop in the middle of a song and correct the audio. I love it. Would you do that? No. I, 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 once we get started, uh, if my monitors suck, I don't care. I just I let the force be with me and just go. Because I, the one thing that I hate more than the inconvenience of a bad monitor is, is stopping the show. You know, I, I just, right. once it gets going, I just, it's, it's like, it doesn't matter what. There was a time, okay, you'll love the story. I was playing one of those outdoor sheds, one of those Nederlander places. You know, it was a big, beautiful outdoor place. And I'm singing, and I'm like, I don't know what song it was like. And, ah, and a moth, a big moth. Went in your mouth. <laughs> I fear now, that you have always. choices here, right? You can stop and gag and cough the moth <laughs> out. Or Swallow it and sing. No, I fear that with flies. But Lainey did it in such a way where she used her ethnic background. Like she said something like, I am dying. That's such a Barbra Streisand is, you know, dying. That speaker's not right. So it became very humorous in the audience. So you swallowed it? Exactly. Wait, wait, you swallowed So you swallowed it or you spit it out? No, she swallowed it. I swallowed it. You are a trooper. What would you More do? power to you. I don't know what I would do because I've never had it happen, but I the thought that. of it, though, doesn't I sound... Really miss, I didn't really miss a beat. I kind of like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we did a show in Florida with Cheetah Rivera, and Cheetah was on, I believe, after me or, or before me. I forgot which one it was. I think it was she was on after doesn't me. doesn't matter when. Well, we had a lot of bees flying around because this guy had some kind of a bush that bees liked. And before the show went on at rehearsal, we were squatting away the bees. And I said to them, could you do anything with these friggin' bees? I don't want one golf a bit in my mouth. Well, after I was, I went off, I passed Cheetah. I said, Cheetah, go on the show and be careful of the bees. And she said, well, what note of the, what, what note, bees? What bees? What? She thought I was talking about a note. And I said, no, not a, not a note. I love Cheetah Rivera anyway. She's she's wonderful. Did you know Cheetah ever meet her? No, no. You're talking about all these people that I love and admire, but I've never really met. I mean, you you had you had to be you had to be a New Yorker because we were all in that little city and we all knew each other. So I want to move into get back to Cheetah. Cheetah Rivera is still up and running. She's still sensational. And I love her. I love her to pieces. She's a wonderful performer and a dear, dear person. So let's go back to who you and have. And she loves gay as, men. As she po- loves gay as, people. As the motels, like, because you guys have played with everybody. Like, is there a band that you guys pl- got to play with that you're like, oh, my God, what a great experience that, you know, we got to do something with this, like, band, number one. And number two, uh, on, like, a bucket list, is there any band that you always wish you could have, like, played with or with that you didn't get to? Do you have, like, a bucket list of, oh, my God, I would have loved to play with, you know, blank? I would have wanted to open for David Bowie more than anything in the world. He was my idol. 
Yes. I love, Great da- pick. I love David Bowie also. That's a good pick. Okay. He's, he's my favorite as well. I never even got to meet him, and which he was on Capitol when I was on Capitol. They said, oh, don't worry. You'll meet him. I mean, I wrote songs. I played with Earl Slick, and Earl and I wrote a bunch of songs together, which I think I might do uh, put out on a record for yeah, That would be cool. Collaborations. But yeah, he, he was the one that I would have given anything to open for um david bowie didn't i think i let her finish i love um oh my god you know we've been doing a lot of these these little tours the last tour we were on was a live nation tour and if there's there's something about these smaller bands that i never got to play with in the day that we've been you know we're just we're hanging out we're on tour together we're older which makes it a lot better because when you're young you're so egotistical in it insane that yes. you go with all these competitions. Now as older bands, you know, and older people, it's just fun and we we're hilarious and we laugh at each other and you know, at ourselves. And the camaraderie of that kind of you know, little tour is it, it there's something so sweet about it. It's you know, it, it I think it's better than the heyday big arena shows and, and that crazy i've never been a big arena person because i just feel like that they're built for sports and that's what they should do i love a more intimate setting you know so who are some of the bands that you've done on like some of those retro tours then who what are some of the bands you've you've played with well we did a um let's see oh my god i have to now i have to think of them because there's so many of them um <laughs> from the from the Bow Wow Wow to the Win in Robes, and there's two versions of each of those bands, so there's like, I have to give props to both versions, and then there's, um, oh my god, I'm trying to think of, uh, uh, See, it's contagious, it's contagious, trust me, it's contagious. I'm turning 70 on my next birthday. It's funny because we have I have a friend Will Crutzen and he's like a guitarist in one of the Bow Wow Wows and and actually he's part of the Soho Johnny Let Me Help benefit concert that you're a part of also that takes hey. place on on Tuesday night and he's uh he's he actually did uh did something for us for that also um right. and you're in it too so it's going to be a lot of fun everybody you go to iconcert.tv on Tuesday from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, Eastern time, and you're going to see Martha's part of the show and a whole lot of really big people. So I want to get that in real quick. And then before, when we were talking to you before, you said you're working on a TV show. Are you allowed to tell us anything about it? Pretty exciting. Um, I don't know how much I'm supposed to tell about it. It's a wild um, – it, it actually – it started out – I have a dear friend named Bob Getter who plays upright bass on Just Might Change My Mind, which is on – the all for one album back in the day, you know, and then he moved to France and he lived in France for years. And I hadn't seen him in like 20 years, something like that. And he showed up at one of my shows and we started writing back and forth, calling each other. And then he started sending me songs and I said, we should write a musical. And then we started going back and forth on this idea. And the next thing you know, it was, I think this is, a, I said, I think this is a TV show. And basically what it was, was us giving homage to African-American music in this country because there would not be any jazz, any rock, any, you know, any of these things without the, the 
Absolutely. I want to interrupt you. I want to interrupt you. Have you seen the documentary about Motown and how it started? It is probably. Oh, you've got to you've got to watch it. It's incredible. It's so interesting and fascinating to see what uh, black culture music did. Uh, for the world. It's on Netflix. We it's, watched it about two weeks ago. It was wonderful, wonderful documentary. I loved it. I suggest everyone out there listening, watch it. You'll learn from it. I know. I have to. It's on my list. It truly is. Oh, and it's it's, fa- like, it's called... It's like, like if you listen to the jazz album, if you listen to I Have My Standards album, and you like the train song, that is like so much of that old sort of beautiful blues and, and stuff. I mean, when I was a little girl, I started playing guitar when I was eight years old. And I was oh my taught gosh. my first three guitar chords by a young African-American student that was going to Cal Berkeley that my father hired to babysit for us. And his name was Felton Henderson. And my dad had a little parlor guitar and Felton taught me my first three chords. Felton Henderson was one of two African-Americans. This is in the 60s, like early 60s, like early, early. And, um, he was one of two African-Americans going to Cal Berkeley as an African-American student in the law department. And apparently, I think he said only one was allowed to graduate, or only one did graduate. It was him. So when he graduated and quit being my babysitter, his first job was working for Bobby Kennedy. Oh, that's cool. He was one of the first African-Americans to work in the civil rights actual government department. He knew Martin Luther King, he knew everybody. And I still talk to him and I still love him and he's still you know, I'm like he's my guitar teacher. And the first song the first song he taught me was Hang Down Your Head Tom Dooley, which was hilarious. And uh, but <laughs> no, I, I noticed that you say black African, uh, no, African-Americans. I once referred to somebody to being a uh, African-American, and he said, no, Ron, he said, I'm a black American. He said, I did not come from Africa. I came from Alabama. So did my mother, my father, my grandmother, my great-grandmother. He said, I'm more American than most white people are. And I felt so bad. And I said, you know something? You're right. We think that just because you're black, you come from Africa. No, darling. You're an American, probably third generation. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely And you should be be called a black American. That's a wonderful thing to say. Okay. I feel. You're absolutely right. But he... um, Felton, when he when he taught me my first chords, the first songs that I ever sang when I was eight years old, the songs I was drawn to were spirituals. You know, uh, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, um, those kind of songs. They were the first songs I ever performed. They're, they're, to me, are some of the most beautiful music. And so my whole life, I've, I've been moved by this music that has been this gift by people that have been so, I mean, I, I've, been, I've been working on this show with my friend now for six years, and I have studied so much history. It's probably going to be a great show. We have a very dear friend of ours, and she's C.C. Penningston, who did Finally, right? And she's uh-huh. a darling, darling dear friend of ours. And she said something on our show when we interviewed her. She said, black music belongs to everyone. And I so agree with that. I yeah. so agree with that. Music does not have a denomination of any kind. Music yeah. is international. It belongs to everybody's ears. Either you like the music or you don't. 
but where it came from and who's performing it should not be judged. I remember being young and I would walk with my portable radio on my shoulder in Brooklyn and in Brooklyn. People, would, people would be sitting outside and they'd say, get those, you know what, off the radio because they were black singers. I was listening to Motown and I turned around one day to a group of them and I said, isn't it funny that you love their music and yet you hate them? How does that play? And they yeah. said, oh, get the F out of here before we, you know, whatever. So I thought yeah. to myself, you know, ignoramus is ignorant culture. What are you going to do? And so I moved to New York, Manhattan, <laughs> <laughs> where you could play African or black American music and not get uh, yelled at for playing it. This is back in the uh, early 60s. Well, you know, Harlem was the Harlem was the start of so much wonderful art. And, and yes. Music. I mean. Name them. Yes. Name them. Yeah. The list the list goes on and on and on and on. There's no end to the list in every yeah. category of music from ballad to jazz to rock to I mean they're out there they're, they're, they're wonderful voices and creators of some of the finest music ever. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a great fan. And great, you know, classical composers and I mean I have learned so much. I've learned about Okay, I have I have a question for you. Good. Ron, do you know, have you ever heard of an artist by the name of Maurice Rocco? Let me go through my brain for a minute. Maurice what? Maurice Rocco. Rocco? R-O-C-C-O? That's my name, Rocco, my middle name. Maurice Rocco. No, I don't, I, I don't remember. This is so weird because in my, in my study, in my research on this show, I have been, you know, looking at all these different artists, and there's this guy, Maurice Rocco, who was a, he was kind of the predecessor to Little Richard. He was a, a piano player, a, adorable, sang his ass off, never used a bench, danced while yeah. playing, just was like crazy out of this world. Was world renowned, toured Europe, was played in all the big places, and nobody's ever heard of it. And I just like. Are you looking him up right now, Jimmy? Yeah, he says it is an American pianist, yeah, singer, actor, and composer known for playing boogie-woogie piano and his disdain for using a piano bench. He was a top nightclub and theater draw in the 40s and made several film appearances. He toured the United States, Canada, and Europe before becoming a fixture in Bangkok, Thailand, where he was murdered. That's yep. terrible. Well, I'm sure if I saw him... And he I, died I, at, his 60, at 60. I might recognize him, but, you know, in our business... The millions of names that come my way, the face looks familiar. Um, millions of names come my way, and it's difficult to remember everybody. It takes me time. Sometimes an hour later, I'll say to Jimmy, Oh, I know who that was. <laughs> you know, I was just shocked that I'd never heard of him because the 40s, I was born in 51. It wasn't that long before I was, you know. Hey, listen. Back in those days, you look fabulous. I know she had she had work done. She's lying. She had work done. She looks about look so gorgeous. She looks about fifteen years younger than when I saw. She had work done. She almost, you don't want to t don't tell. It's okay. Listen, Lena Horn. Lena Horn, great, great singer, was told by the studio people, when you sing, do not look into the camera, because this movie is going to white neighborhoods. 
And women will be upset that your beauty and sexuality may arouse their white husbands. So please, so please do not look into the camera. And if you see Lena Horne sing, she looks stupid because she's singing to the ceiling, to the walls, all over the place, but not to the camera. Now I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know this until I became good friends with. Oh my God, the Dance Brothers, the famous ones, two black fellas. They danced in all Hollywood. Oh, uh, what's his name? Farad. Farad. No, oh, Jesus. What was his first name? A weird name. Anyway, he was a friend of my friend Beryl Davis's, and we talked about it. And he's the one that told me, oh, no, we were not allowed to play to white audiences. We only could. And they used to edit out our parts of the movie. If it was going to Alabama or the South, they would edit out all the black performers because white people would get up and walk out of the theater and tell the uh, owner, I'm never coming back because you have da 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 playing it was stupidity i mean where it well, came from, i'll never well, know this is what we're going to try to do with this with this tv show if it, if it happens is, is it's basically it's a walk down the history it's through time travel so it's if you i like it that like to call it like it's sort of like doctor who meets soul train you know it's like so it's like <laughs> i love it you go I love that. History, everywhere from you know like you know the 50s to like all of a sudden you're in all right, let me interrupt you again. This is money. We're going to talk money now. You have money? Do you have money for this play? No. So I, I, this musical. It's a musical. It's a Broadway musical. No, no, it's, not. No, it's, it's a TV show. show. Oh, a TV it's show. Like a documentary. Why, more like. why don't you bring I'm going to give you a name in private. She's a okay. very, very long time dear friend of mine who's a very famous producer. Uh, she will be so interested in hearing about this, and I want you to talk to her. So in private, I will give you her name and number. And I she, love that. She's Can got money. She's, she, she used to own Kyle's drugstores. Kiel. Oh. Kiel's drugstores. So she's not, oh. she's not penniless. <laughs> Trust me. Anyway, so that sure so there's will be so you're working on it. I love the idea, though, Soul Train, Doctor Who meets Soul Train. That's a very cool you know, because that makes it's it interesting. Very loose description, but I mean, it's like we go all over time and we go all over music, and it's just our way to say thank you for all the beauty we've been given. You know, yeah, all Martha, the beauty. Martha, did you ever consider doing it as a Broadway play? Because I could give you another name of a of a uh, winner. Uh, I have so Tony many award winner. Tony Award winner, who's a very dear friend of mine, and she and her partner would maybe be because they're the. I could tell you who it is. She has Memphis. She won the Tony for Memphis. She produced Memphis, oh. and oh, wow. she, she would be so interested in this project. I always wanted to do a Broadway show because I love. I, I think it's more Broadway than it is television. Let it go on Broadway and then adapt to television or a film. You're better off. I think what you have is so in right now, so the moment. And I have two names that are really fabulous, very VI. And I'm not bragging. I don't give a shit about that. They're just VIP friends of mine that I met 100 years ago and we love each other. And they listen to me. They know I, I know shit from Shinola. So I think your thing should be definitely a Broadway show. And invite me to opening night. I want fifth, <laughs> fifth row center, or I don't go. Absolutely. <laughs> Two tickets. Well, that's fifth my career now taken care of. Oh, I have to. By the way, I have to congratulate you two for becoming superstars since I saw you last. Yeah, we what were pretty. Hell, we were doing. We were doing pretty good the last time, but now we're doing really good. Oh, and. Um, uh, 
you, you don't know what's happened here. And I'm like, no, I don't, because I, you know, I'm out with the alpacas. What do I know? You know, I love the alpacas. I thought that was you're the only guest we've ever had who was out like with animals while we were interviewing them. And it was very, well, very cool. I think my goat's about to have babies. So oh, yeah. you, you know what? You know why I remembered you out of the thousands we have in years? I remembered you because of the, the alpacas. Yeah. If it wasn't for the alpacas, I would have said, Jimmy, which one was she? Because we have two guests a week. You know, times wow. we're, we're not going in our 15th year. So. So we've interviewed thousands and thousands of celebrities, stars and big people. We now have almost five million viewers right now looking at you all over the world. And we were voted twice, two years in a row, the number one web show in the world of talk shows so yes we are doing well and i'm bragging because it was 15 and, years of hard work and fran has been so fabulous you know last week we had verdine white on and, oh, and she helped get us ken knox in two weeks we have ken knox coming on from chairman of the board which is ron and i believe it or not we have a song uh from when I we met to tell the story oh tell the story we met and jimmy was pushing me to be a relationship with him. And I said, Jimmy, I don't go fast. I go slow. I have to get to know you better and whatever, whatever. And Jimmy left my house very sad. So I called, I called him and I said, when you come the next time, I'm going to play a song for you. And whenever you are sad, you hear this song. Give me just a little more time. Our love will surely grow. Chairman of the board. So that's like our song. So that's our song, Chairman of the Board. And I can't wait to tell them next week. And two sure weeks enough, and two Jimmy, weeks. Jimmy gave me time, and we're married now nine years. So no. it, it worked. Isn't that fun? So, you guys, this is Martha Davis. Let's go back to her because uh, we only have a few Martha, more minutes. Martha, you're so nice. I She's really so like fun. you. I want you to I come back. You guys. I swear. You're, I swear you're, you're a friendly lady. I, you're nice. You haven't. I think no. She had worked on no, step pushing. Younger. She Look, had. Wait, come on, come on. It, it it it'll all make perfect sense when she does. No, it's it, 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 then it's really gorgeous. Then your lighting is blowing out. Years. I'm so, so excited. Something is going on because I swear to God, no bullshit. You don't look more than maybe 37, 38. Not even. Oh, well, makeup I'm, is a wonderful thing, my friend. They're all saying in the you, chat room that they love suddenly last summer. So you guys listen up. Not you only know what I would like to see a little auburn put in your hair. I used to be a hair color. I've, gone, I've done a little red. I mean, I just poured a box of brown on it the other day. I mean, you know, I don't like red brown doesn't work. If you had a tinge of auburn, it lights up the face. The pink brings the and face. And it also brings out the green in the eyes. Yes, I was a hair colorist. It's a lot more maintenance, though. And you know what? I oh, it's I, not. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you, you throw it on your head. You watch TV. You wash it off. It's no big. They have all these wash washing colors now. You don't even have to go to the hairdressers. Um, <laughs> I used to work in La Jolie Femme in Sutton Place. And I did Barbara Feldon's hair, quite a few celebrities. And all of the dark-haired broads, I'd say to them, you know, the black doesn't photograph well. Let's do yeah. black with a little bit of cherry in it. Well, they yeah. would come back and say, Ron, I shot a movie in my hair. When the light hit it, the cherry black came out. It was stunning. So yeah. I suggest brunettes should have a little bit of auburn in their hair. goes, brunette is mousy and dull. I don't care for it. Anyway, my opinion. <laughs> my opinion. I think, I think you look so good. If you had urban auburn in your hair, you'd be a piece of ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys listen up that. a brooklyn term. Up, you know, we catch it from here you know the rest of it i don't know where it's gone 
That's uh, hilarious. So you guys, please. you know, with your face and personality, you'll go far, my dear, in this business. <laughs> if you look how far you've gone already. So you guys, you can follow Martha on Instagram. It's Martha Davis Projects. The Twitter is at the motels. Her new album is called I Have My Standards, uh, which we learned today. And she go wrote out all and of get them. it because it's great. Go out and get it. Also, listen to Mr. Gray. Watch the music video yes. for it. And um, listen to Train when you long, the album. How long's the train been gone? It's really, it's like one of the greatest songs listen, like ever. I love this so to, much. Listen to Train, and you'll be so happy you bought the album. If you hate every song on that album, you will love Train, and it'll make buying the album worth it. <laughs> yes, this really is. It's a fabulous. We want to thank Fran for hooking us up with you yeah. again. Um, it's such a great, great. It's so, so great to see you, Martha. Good seeing you again. Good wonderful. You guys. No, you Anytime must, you, you must have anything to promote, happy. let us know. We'll bring you back. We love having. I love having you both. Stay safe. Please you try stay, to you do. And you stay happy. Happy is what's making. Oh, and you happy look holidays. So have a great holiday. Happy, happy, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. I want to say I'm sorry. I, I watched your Christmas show from you know before last night. I was just catching up, and I, I just want. And you guys had the most beautiful trees and all your ornaments from all the years. And I'm sorry, it's not going to be your big party this year. But guess what? We'll be back. It'll happen. We'll get the vaccine. We'll all get better. And we'll, we'll, we'll appreciate each other again. Absolutely. We will appreciate it more because it's been yeah. taken away from us. Absolutely. Martha, Martha thank you. So good. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Bye, Martha. See bye, you later. Bye. Yay. Bye. So awesome, you guys. She I freaking is like so love her. nice. I remembered her from the llamas. Those are animals that she had. Alpaca. She, uh, alpacas that she was raising. It was so cool, though, because she was in the farm and everything. Right. She's a nice lady with great music. I hope you guys like that in the chat room. It was a lot of fun. And if you're um, a jazz freak, you're going to love her album. Thomas Claxton has joined us. Also, I want to just tell everybody about the Soho Johnny event again. It's Soho Johnny in a conjunction with uh, I Am No Joke. Uh, uh, it's the Let Me Help Benefit charity concert. Martha Davis is going to be there. Um all kinds of really, really famous uh, artists. I was going to be there stripping. Ron and I are in it. No, I was going to be there stripping naked. And then uh, Soho Johnny said no, because then they will be jumping all over the stage. No, Ron, grab you. Ron, and I, Ron and I are in it. And so is Sherry Nelson. So a lot of people that are friends of ours and friends of people in the chat room. We have um, uh, Thomas Claxton is a part of it who's in the chat room right now. Hey, Thomas. Thomas um, was going to get naked, too. We have Lori Diamond and Fred Abatelli, uh, right. David Th Martinez. Thomas was going to get naked, too, but his girlfriend stopped him. Ian Guerin, Leland Sklar, uh, Ron and I, Sherry Nelson, Sir Patrick Stewart, Kenny Aronoff, who's been on the show, uh, Cedric the Entertainer, Jeff Goldblum, um, Lemmy Scott, in one Scott, of his last Scott, performances, Scott Page, Scott Page who's going to be coming in just Next. a second. Scott uh, Page was going to play the saxophone naked also, but they stopped him too. John Lodge, 10 years after, Rachel Lauren, Nick Simmons, Andrew Cole. I mean, there's just so many cool people uh, coming on. Rocky Kramer, who has been a guest on the show, will be there. Ian Guerin, who was a guest on the show, will be there. Juliana, who's a guest on the show, will be there. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You go to iConcert.tv, 7 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday night to watch. It's a fundraiser and for anti-bullying, COVID-19 uh, survivors and cancer and so we'd appreciate all good to things be there. that the money is needed for. Remember, it's a free show. You pay nothing to see it. 
So send what you can. And like I said, if a couple of million people watch the show and everybody sends one dollar, well, that's a few million dollars going to this benefit to help those who need you to help them. So be a good Christian Jew, Hispanic or whatever, not what do you call not Hispanic. What do you call those other people? Hindus, whatever. <laughs> whatever you are, whatever your God is, whatever your religion is, remember, your God will reward you. If you give one, you get back two. Remember that. So also we want to thank everybody for tuning into the show. You can listen to us live every Wednesday on W4CY Radio from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We're also on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Podomatic, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbean, Spotify, and Pandora. There's a bunch more, but those are the big ones. You can also see us on Comcast, Vimeo, YouTube, and JSW, Jimmy Stars World Television. Eileen Shapiro just uh, joined us real quick to say hello. Woo, woo, hey, Eileen. Hey, Eileen. Hey. And now we're going to bring in our next oh, guest. You mentioned Eileen Shapiro, and my penis alarm went off. Woo, 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 woo. She's freaking out now, probably. But anyway, it's going to be fun. So now we're going to bring on our next guest, which is the – incredibly talented superstar scott page yeah, he's okay he's all right hey. hi guys a different room we're seeing yeah. a different room of the house we don't have yeah, that, i'm in that... i'm actually in my office my uh, studio office oh, right good, so good, 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 a new good. space so listen did you take my advice in a few lessons i you do, know i take all, all the time i take your advice now, yeah now, now you can play a few bars of harlem nocturne for us oh, i don't have it here i was gonna go play it for you no you have to you know why the guest before i told her that when you play harlem nocturne for me in private my body gets goosebumps and now people in our chat room want to hear a little of it because they said don't have it it's it's all put away in a box i'm sorry are you kidding well, next time for christmas for our christmas oh, show can you do, do it. it like this <laughs> See, I knew you could. You said Martha Davis on. I know. You know, I got to play with Martha a couple times. I was hoping she's I was going to be able to say We love her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I played with her a few times. And I was trying to remember exactly where, what the where it was. It was a while ago. I mean, obviously, it was a while ago. But yeah, Martha, she's great. Before, before we go any further, send my love to John Wayne. I shall. I, I think of her a lot. I'd love to see her again. Yes, she loves you too. Actually, Eileen said she's not bad. She's a beautiful, sweet woman. And every time I see Jamie Curtis, I see uh, you. I, I, I'm not allowed to say your wife. I don't know. But... <laughs> <laughs> your girl, the woman that you sleep with. <laughs> anyway, she Eileen... does. She looks just like Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. I swear it. It's like she could play her double in a movie. Almost. So she's an she's an angel. I love her. So Eileen is in the chat room and she said not bad on your mouth playing saxophone. Yeah, she oh, just wishes fun. that your mouth was playing that somewhere else. And there's a lot of people in the chat room. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, you know, everybody I, in the chat room. Nice I to mean, be here always with you guys. I'm so happy to see you guys. We you know, we were uh, when we were playing live gigs. We we'd get to do us all the it's time. been too long this year. Right. This is horrible. I know it's been terrible. And so you have to do one special favor because your biggest fan on the planet is in the chat room. So say hi to B, Claudia. Oh, first of all, B is the best. B is the best. Actually, B just did a, actually built a whole website and stuff for our company living. And so I'm very excited about that. She did a great job. And you know, now B is, is the real deal. Are the people real deal allowed, Neil. 
Are people allowed to go to that site and see it yet or no? It's it's oh I think it's open. I think it's there. We haven't promoted it at all yet, but uh, yeah, it's sort of it's just sort of sitting out there because we're you know we're right in the middle of getting ready to do our show, our first version, and now with COVID and LA getting ready to shut down, it looks like we may get shut down too. I know so we might true. have to push now it out a month or two. I don't know. Here's what we should do for B. We okay. should form a little benefit for B. <laughs> where we get money to bring her to the United States to visit with us because she when it opens, <laughs> she has done so much for so Everybody. many, of our, so many of She's our friends best. and she works, you know, endlessly without pay or any kind of reward except our love. So I think we should raise money and fly her into preferably California because New York is under siege and, oh. uh, you know, they're going to have cannons out soon blowing out people. Oh, buddy, it's getting rough out there right oh, now. Oh, it's awful. Everybody in New York is terrified. They're all running for cover. They're all going out to Long Island or upstate New York hiding. It's dreadful and, what's going on. And because- B thanks you for mentioning it because she she's, she said she wasn't allowed to mention it. Now that you mentioned it, that it's okay that everybody knows that she made a website right. for you guys. Yay! So she's all excited. Right. So tell me now, how are you? How are you handling this stupid virus? You're not oh. performing. You're not performing. You're home. All no, time. you know, I, for me, it's it, you know, it's very interesting because you know, I'm one of those kind of people. You know, I've been a serial entrepreneur, right? I, I love. I'm on my fourth business with Think, and now we're getting ready to launch Living Live, which is a whole new experience, kind of con- converting. Uh, I mean, con- con- verging together live live event with people coming in virtually through, you know, through these things. We have some secret sauce on that, but I looked at this whole thing, you know, it's really interesting. I mean, it's, listen, it's horrible what's going on out there, but you know, usually anytime these types of things come along, there's always incredible opportunities. And as an entrepreneur, I have to say, this is probably the greatest time to be an entrepreneur that I've ever seen in my entire life. The opportunities because of how this kind of really shift, it's a complete change of the way we're going to work and behave and you know virtuals coming in you know we're now on these types of things you know streaming has become a big deal you know people are hanging out with their friends and it's just uh you know on facetime and things i'm out watering wondering somebody's cooking and we're we're starting to get used to this sort of new user behavior and it's not going away no no it's not going to go away even when it opens up it's not going away Maybe you're getting used to it but i'm not Oh no! All, believe my, me. all my life, I have been a club goer, a party guy. guy. Yeah. I've been to everybody's home. He's, ha- he's hating it. <laughs> I am an outgoing guy. I know the world, as you well know. I know celebrities yeah. like you, as well as movie stars. And I miss all of it because I'm stuck with Jimmy 24-7. <laughs> he's a wonderful guy, but only good for maybe three or four hours a day. Yeah. Anything more than that, you want to shoot yourself. 14-7, right? 14-7. I don't know. He's okay. You know, thank God he's in the office working around the clock. If he was up my ass all day bothering me when I'm working, I would kill him. But he disappears. Now that he's skinny, he shows me his nude body all the time. Look, honey, look how skinny I am. I don't want to tell him he's still fat. But, you know, <laughs> no, I, I had a listen skinny. to this, though. I had a knee replacement a, a month ago. It was a month ago right. yesterday, wow. uh, which is the worst thing ever. It like, was really a sex change. It's but really, he says it's a knee. It's the worst thing ever. Like I, even now I'm in so much pain, like people are texting me. You look like you're in a lot of pain. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in a lot of pain still a month out. But yeah. I lost 21 pounds in a month. Because the, they said I need to lose upside. weight. So there is an upside. upside. So now he's the upside only... of down. That's how I live yeah. my life. I'm, always for the upside I'm, still fat. I'm just not super fat. No, now, now, now Jimmy's down to 310. Yeah, no, that's not, not bad. Good job. <laughs> I went from 206 to now today I weighed 184. 
And I got skinny with him because we ate the same food. I'm under 200 pounds now, which wow. is good. You know, I'm six foot one, so I, that's pretty big. Meanwhile, let's see, let's talk about this boring shit. Let's talk about like I have one thing about? I want to promote for him, and then we can talk about anything yeah, let's we want. Talk about it. Okay, so one thing that 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 uh, Scott does, you guys, and I don't know if a lot of people know about it or don't. And they promote it all on Facebook, but on Thursdays, which is tomorrow, is there a show tomorrow? We are not doing a show tomorrow. We've been doing them every other week. Oh, so it's um, every other Thursday, you guys. It's the Rock and the Rock and Talk Show on Facebook yep. Live from five thirty to six thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It's uh, Scott Page and who else? Who who do you do it with? I know oh, Sheila. It's, it's 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 my kind of the think band, Stephen Perkins. You guys know from Jane's yeah, Addiction. Love, we, we, love love we love Stevie. We love Stephen Norwood Fisher. For, you know the big Fish great Bone. bass player from Fishbone. Kenny Olson from Kid Rock. Yeah, we, we love, love Kenny. Kenny too. Yeah, and uh, and uh, David Moss, uh, who is uh, from from the Earth. Is his company, and he's a. We're working with him on building out the uh, Watts Conservatory of Music that we're building. Uh, he's a great guy, and then Sheila Conlon, who uh, works with us, and it's hey, Sheila, on. we've been bringing on great guests and having a great time. Yeah, I love it. So, how do they? Well, and when you when it goes, how do they? Well, they go to Facebook Live. Where do they go on Facebook to find it? Uh, you can find it from 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 the Earth is the okay. you know, go to from the Earth, or you can go to Rock and Talk Show. There we have a you know a page there. And uh, always my my stuff. We all promote it and get it out there. So I love yeah. it. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. We've had some so, great guests. So do you miss Eileen Shapiro? I listen. Eileen Shapiro is my pal. You know, we call her the the uh, the rock therapist, right? Because it's so funny. I've been introducing her to a, bu a bunch of my friends, right? Because you know, I, I virtually I I I actually Facetime with Eileen pretty much seven days a week. We we always connect. Know, up. She's my pal. I love her to death. She's a and, and it's crazy. It's like again, all my friends. They're like, I Eileen. I, I can't believe you got all these people hitting them. They said, well, they're all all artists, and you know, all us artists are all basket case. So we need our we need our therapist, and she's our therapist. It's fun. It's like, funny like, that it. you should call her your rock therapist. Yeah, because I call her my boulder friend. Your boulder friend. Yeah, because she's got boulders. <laughs> you know, once I had a dinner party out in Palm Springs, the sun was so bright. I said, Eileen, can I sit under your boobs so you could shade the table? And she <laughs> did. She stood there and the whole table was shady. Well, I have to nice. do boob jokes. Eileen expects it. Eileen just sent me a text message that because of this event for Soho Johnny, she can't stay to say hello to Scott and tell Ron to hush. Laugh out loud. <laughs> Hush about what? I don't know about the, the over-the-shoulder boulder. Uh, and too much shit going on. She says so, so. She's out. So bye, Eileen. Bye, Eileen. <laughs> oh, now she's becoming a virgin. I love it. You know, they all do that. They suddenly get famous and they become virtuous, clean-cut, and wonderful. Now she didn't. I have to disown her I, as a friend now. I think about you talk because uh, sometimes I think you like reveal secrets you're not supposed to reveal. <laughs> I, didn't say, I didn't reveal any secrets. What is she? No secrets. About? There's nothing to reveal. If there was, I'd be in on it. Eileen <laughs> tells me every shit she takes. Are you kidding? We, we, we're good buddies. They say goodbye, Eileen. Uh, you got to like the best. She no is the best. the best. She had to get off because she had to go smoke one of those horrible things. No, she's actually got stuff to do. We got oh. No, she goes to smoke that awful thing that hurts her lungs. That gives her cottage cheese lungs. What is that thing called? That smoke vape. machine? A vape. You smoke a vapor too, don't you? No. That's good. It's not good yeah. for you. Oh, I guess I saw you smoking pot. Okay, so we had. <laughs> no, so... I'm only, only kidding, folks. Only kidding. 
Just a joke. Somebody yeah. named Susanna Jones joined. Oh, I know who she is. Hey, Susanna, how you doing? Our chat room is like full of people. So, so don't you feel nice. close? Don't you feel claustrophobic at times? Don't you just want to like scream and run out of the house? I mean, don't you want to go somewhere? Yeah, no question. And you know, it's interesting, but I'm I'm very fortunate. I kind of live up in the woodlands. So my backyard's like a big giant park, like forest, right? So I go out and I sit up on the deck up in the woodlands and the in the trees up there and get away and meditate a lot. And uh, you know, there's Take a lot your of dogs. You have a pretty dog. I have pearls, the greatest. Yep. Yeah, you have a beautiful dog. Portuguese water dog and a poodle, a water doodle. Oh, yes, I true. love that. I think Great that's dog. unbelievable. Unbelievable dog. We, we, so we have a poodle terrier. Yep. Yeah, poodle terrier Astro, makes Astro. Who's the best. I love him. Oh yeah, my best, the best dog I've ever. Oh, had. Thomas Claxton too is in the chat room. He says, "What's up?" Hey, Tommy. No, no, I just like Thomas. We love Thomas. Yeah, I just played myself and Perkins and uh, 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 a bunch of us. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think who else is on the record. We just did a we just did a song with Thomas, which he's finishing mixing up. It's interesting because you know now we can make records anywhere in the world, like you know because yes. I sit here, I got my studio all set up. People ship files over, we can play, send them over. You know, it's it's fascinating how we can work now, and I this whole new workflow is getting really cemented into sort of the DNA of the music business now. So it's fascinating. We can make. Do you think records. it's happening more now? Now that with COVID, it's more even more so. Oh, big time. I mean, remember, we artists, we were always, you know, playing the club gigs, doing our stuff, going to sessions, going to studios. Now it's like everything's all about, you know, collaborative workflow, right? We yeah, can work together. But, but are you making money? No. Um, You know, that we're working not on like, projects. Not like it's not the same. We're not making any money off of our club gigs or any of that stuff. No, <laughs> no. I mean, you used to you you used to have audiences of thousands of people buying tickets at thirty bucks a clip. You made some bucks. Now you're giving it away for free. Well, yeah. Okay. Now we we look. We all got clipped this year. I mean, I, I was so interesting because I remember we were. This was going to be the biggest year for Think. Uh, so we were we were we were working on uh, we were going to play Jazz Fest in New Orleans this year. We were going to great working on a whole tour for Europe and Budapest again and. We had this, uh, you know, we were working on putting up this 1,600-seat immersive dome in in, uh, in Long Beach. And then all, one day it all just came up. I woke up, a cup of coffee, and went, wow, all gone. All gone. I, I miss all you. Gone. No I, revenue. I, Everything stops. The planet stopped. But, we you know, missed all me, those. Too. I missed that club, that, that tent. That Think Experience thing. I so missed great. That. Dome shows. Yeah, we had a bunch of those ready to go. Uh, we were all ready to rock. We had to cancel everything. And, but you know, I, I look at it this way. I, you know, I, I always go back to this, how, you know, the only thing that's real is us talking right now. Everything else is an illusion. Two minutes ago, not touchable. You can't do it two minutes from now. So I just realized when I woke up and I realized everything was done, I just said, Hmm. Though, even those things that we had projected in the future were really just illusions. They never happened. So I'm still sitting yeah, here. I got my glass of water. I'm going to figure out what to go. do next. We, we, we have just started lost, reinventing everything. You know, we, we have lost human contact. Yeah. And that's not good. We, no. You know, the young kids today live on their cell phones, tweet, uh, what do you call it? They're messaging each other. There's no uh, conversation. People have learned how to, people do not know how to speak anymore. No. I've seen some young people, you ask them a question and they want a text message, the answer to me. Well, my friends, I, I, my buddy's got his two kids. I go for a ride with him. His two kids are in the back seat and they're texting each other. They don't even talk when they're sitting next to each other. Yeah. I just want to bring this up because I think it's important for everybody out there. There's a movie out called Social Dilemma. It's on yeah. Netflix. 
it's really important for everybody out there to see. And especially if you have kids, you need to understand what social media, how it's, what's going on. And this movie, it came out and it's really about uh, basically a bunch of guys that worked that were the, you know, the founders of, of, you know, that worked on all the engineering for Twitter and Facebook and all that. And they won't put their kids on social media and they go through how social media works and if you're not technical, you don't understand. This is one of the most important movies out there because, listen, we're being con- we're basically being controlled by the algorithms that we're fed all day long. You're seeing this insane divisiveness between friends and stuff now. And you're kind of going, why is that, right? What is causing that? And you can see that the media is like, because, you know, the algorithms go, hey, I saw what you like. They check every time you like something, every time you scroll, you slow down, you stop at something. You usually, they're tracking all that. And then the algorithms say, oh, you like that. I'm going to feed you more of that, right? And so what happens is we get all of media is being divided off to what you like and what you want to see. Well, it gets really nefarious when you can, when you know how to basically take and, and push your political agendas to one side and to the other and complete this insanity that's going on right now. This is really an important problem that needs to be dealt with. And I think you need to, like I said, I, I, it's a, it's a really good, it's on Netflix. It just came out maybe about a month or so ago. Oh, yeah. A month ago. You must, I'm telling everybody there, please tonight, go watch this. It's important for everyone to understand that every time they pick up their phone or they're, they're, they go on a social media site or whatever they do, they understand what they are. Because in this new world, you're the product on Facebook. Wait, 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 wait. Well, let me just make one thing. What we must do, and this is the most imperative of all, is stop the poison that is being transmitted through the media, destroying our country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So hold on. Wait a second. Because I went last night. Okay. I a thing I like to do at night. I like I go on eBay and just look for cool things that I think would be fun to have, even if I can't afford them. I just like to look. Yeah. Um, and so I do it every night when he goes to sleep. That's how I relax every night. Um, I collect action figures and all kind of watches and all kinds of things. Right. So so I I, I Googled. Uh, certain kinds of watches on Google that I would like to go. And I went to a website called Craft and Barrow, or I don't know what it was. Okay. Never heard of it ever anymore. And I was looking at watches on this like site. This morning when I got up and opened up my Facebook page, that website was in my feed. And there's like no way that that website could be in my feed. Uh, you know, like they're like spying on you because. No, no, this is, this is serious. <laughs> it's a serious business. We're going through it. And I'm here. I wasn't on Facebook. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say right here on this show. Folks, everybody out there, if you have not really been aware and can free think, get ready. The world is about to see something that we have never seen in the, in in the, in our entire lives. We're about to witness something that is going to be so extraordinary and so mind blowing and it's going to blow the roof off of all this stuff that's going on like you cannot even believe. So I'm saying, everybody, brace yourself. I said it here. I'm not going to talk about it. But you'll, you're about to see something that's going to be so globally, totally worldwide agree. thing that's going to happen. And it's going to get bumpy, boys and girls. It's going to be. I, I go on, hang hang on, on. I go on wait, eBay. Wait, 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 let me finish. Because I go on eBay and look at action figures. I no, collect but I wanted that. Wait, to continue what. I am. Scott was saying. But that's, that does the exact same thing, though. I'll look at action figures on eBay that has nothing to do with Facebook. And the next day, only thing that comes up in my feed for all those ads is action figures. Yesterday, that's called retargeting. That's, yeah, called retargeting. That's, that's a marketing 
that's a marketing thing. People pay for that service. That's remember the the gold state. The new gold is data. That's the new gold standard is gold is data is gold because that's how they find the people target, send you stuff, put things in your face. And it's great to say, Hey, I want these, this type of stuff. I don't want to see stuff that I don't care about. But the problem is, is it divides the message and it can start to get very funky, especially because remember we're being, whoever owns the media controls the people and there's no way around that. And when you're talking about, this thing where we're like this all day long. I mean, it's, it's going to change. It's changing society in a, in a big way, but I'm telling you folks, get ready. Hold on. Okay. As long in the as- next, in the next 30 to 45 days, the world is about to go through something they've never imagined before. Okay. I agree. As long as what you're saying preserves our right for freedom of speech and freedom of thought and freedom of choice, I'm with it. Dude, but if we are go if we are going, going away we are going into a America of where I am not allowed to say who I am, what I am, and what I believe, then I would like to live in Italy, possibly where we're from originally, because America will no longer be my America. America was built on freedom, on yes. choice, and on democracy. Once you yes. take away what we stand for, we are no longer America. We become a third world country. And you know what's happened to third world countries. They yes. all want to be Americans. So obviously the world copies us in fashion, clothing, movies. We must be doing something right for the world to admire us. Yet they hate us because of things that have been said about our president to make him look like a fool and make us Americans look like fools also. We are a good people. We are a strong people. We are an intelligent people. And who represents us is not necessarily who we are. So do not condemn us because of the government. Our government has been corrupt for many, many, many years. Everybody, everybody, I don't give a shit. Everybody loved John (laughs) Kennedy. They loved John Kennedy, but they overlooked the fact that he was banging Marilyn Monroe and had her murdered. Okay, that's what we had for a president. I don't want to see any of the ads, though. I I, when I'm on social media, I'm not interested in seeing ads. I just want to, like, do whatever I'm doing. Like, it didn't used to be that you see all of that stuff. You know, now it's like it's terrible. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember, you're being completely. There's two things that are going on right now. One is we're self-censoring. Right. People aren't talking anymore because the poundings on the websites, when you say something, it's all this viciousness. So we're now self-censoring ourselves. Right. We're doing that. And the second thing we're doing is we're basically self-surveillancing ourselves by putting in those ring systems and all those networks. We're, We're putting cameras up everywhere ourselves from a form of protection. But then you start saying, remember, everything's hackable. Right. So now who gets yeah. control of those networks and who owns no? So well, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on right now that's we but, were, I get hacked a lot. Wait a minute. We were warned about this years ago. Of course. Big Big Brother is looking. If you remember the book, we all had to read it in school. What's yep. happening now is years and years ago, when we had elections, I never knew who was a Democrat or who was a Republican, and yep. I couldn't have cared less. Today, I have many, many, many Republican friends who I love, and I will never dislike them because they're Republicans, because I'm not stupid. Okay? And 
I feel sorry for these Republican people because they're afraid to come out and say they're Republican because their homes will be smashed, they'll be beaten up, or their business will be lost, or whatever dealings they're doing, they will lose because of the fact that they're Republicans. This to me, this to me is communism. Communism dictates. And when America starts to dictate that the Republicans are bad and the Democrats are good, that's not fair. Because yeah. the Republicans are bad, the Democrats are bad, the Republicans are good, the Democrats are good. It's how you see it. But don't mm-hmm. be stupid and say, oh, that one's a Republican. I'm never speaking to him again. Okay. You're hurting people. As I said, dear friends of mine are Democrats. I don't dislike them because they're Democrats. I don't yeah, I care what they say. They talk about Trump all the time, that he should drop dead, he should do this, he should do that. I don't care. I don't care mm-hmm. because that's not what my friendship is built on. My friendship is built on who they are, and what they do yep. for me as friends. So yeah. they believe in killing Trump. OK, so the Republicans think he should be a god. He should be an idol. Everybody's entitled. Exactly. This Sorry, is my Adam, point. Yes. We got to watch what we say about that so we don't get kicked off the air. Why? They're going to throw us off you because we say it's they're... illegal to say anything about death and political he figures. Okay, thank you. Well, then We're done. Just delete it. Uh, we won't say it. <laughs> thank you. Communism. Big Brother's watching. <laughs> anyway, either way, it doesn't matter whether you're Democrat or Republican. Everybody should be able to like talk and be who that's they it. are. Can you, can, you believe, can you believe that that's our sound point. engineer had to come in with that? Yes. This is a talk show. If I can't talk about what I want to talk about, then it's no longer a talk show. Then it became a Man, you know that already. So no, I didn't say anything bad. I'm just saying what people have said to me. I am repeating in my opinion. It is not okay, a fact. No, it. shut the fuck up, Jimmy. I'm furious. <laughs> I know, it is not a fact. Matter. It is not a fact. I am not God. I did not say what it is. I am saying this is my opinion. I have a right to voice my opinion as a natural born American. Citizen. But you don't. If you notice a Facebook, if you say things, it gets well, taken off. You know, Twitter, the other thing, censorship is coming on now. That's where it gets. Well, really already got it. Censorship. It's here. It's Cens- not censorship is communism. And if you out there want a communist country, contact people who live in a communist country. My good friend Su Wang came from a con- communist country. Go on Facebook and contact Su Wang and say, how was it when you and your mother were being tortured in a communist China? Go talk to people all over the world who live in a communist uh, world. It's a horrible place. That's why they all flee and they come to America because America offers freedom. And yep. once we lose our freedom, we are no longer America, period. No more said. Fuck all of you. All right. Good. Let's change the subject. <laughs> I, I, I really think this, you're is, right. this is appalling. I am. I, I would walk off the set right now if it wasn't my show. But I find, <laughs> I find it appalling that we are not permitted to say what we have as an opinion. Yeah. I don't state fact, by the way. This is not written anywhere. This is in my brain. This is my opinion. And they can't kick us off the air if I voice my opinion. Yes, but they can't. No, they can't. Not when it's my opinion. I'll sue them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, wild I think times. we are we're going to wild times. There's a lot of big things coming up. And yep. that's the first time we've ever had a political conversation on this show in 14 years. And I was oh. there. Yes, and you were part of it, Scott. Only because I know what Scott's talking about, and I know what's coming. A very good friend of mine, a big shot, has a very dear friend, and she grew up with Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. She knows him well. They hang out, and they see each other. And she said to my friend, 
Wait until Donald Trump opens his mouth. The world is going to shake. So we'll see. So we'll see what Donald Trump has to say. That's We're going to see world, what's going to happen here, aren't what's we? World, what's world shattering? All right. So it's going to be very to, interesting. It is going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. And, and whatever you believe, everybody, we all need to get along no matter what. That's yes, the most important stop thing. Stop this insanity with, oh, that's a Republican or that's a Democrat. I can't be their friend. That is nonsense. That person was your friend for how many years? Did things for you? Possibly helped you with your mother when she was Came Ill. to your house Wait, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> gave you, gave, gave you, loaned you money when yep. you were broke. Loaned you your car. These are what friends do. And then suddenly, because a friend is a Republican, you don't or want to be Democrat. or a Democrat. You don't want to be friends with them. This is what I'm saying is wrong. Yeah. Love people for who they are. Absolutely. Not, not for what they think about a friggin election. That's all. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, it's us. Against them, anyway. Right. We, we, we've got a, all of us. You, me, all of us, we need to get together, right? And be at unity and figure out. It's just the problem is, as you see in the networks and stuff, they're changing. People can't free think anymore. It's changing no. free thinking. No, right? because because I heard a rumor, again, my opinion, only a rumor, so networks don't have a shit fit. Don't say anything about killing anything. No, that Oprah Winfrey <laughs> bought uh, Fox. Fox News and that now they are not allowed to talk good about Trump any longer on Fox News. So the other rumor That's is why the I ratings heard, are going down. I heard that Trump has now started a new network of his own where nobody can interrupt or or, or get, get him off the air. Now, when America starts to uh, stop people from having a political platform when they are politicians, that's not a good thing. That's a very bad thing. We've got to stop that. An election should be honest. It should not be fraudulent. It should not yeah. be where machines are twisted or vote invalids came from somebody who died in 1890. That's all. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's all. Well, it's true. I read that. I know. I read that. That's too. horrible stuff. In my 80 years of life, which I remember 70 of it. <laughs> I had well because I was up until ten years old. Did I know who a president was? My president. I was born with Franklin Roosevelt, and I was ten with Eisenhower. So look at all the presidents I've gone through. Never in the history of my life have I ever seen, heard, suspected, or thought that anything like today would happen in my country. Never. I'm with you, brother. Never. Totally with you. Never. Well, let's Got put it this way. Politics. <laughs> yeah, enough no, politics. You know what? We all, we're a stupid show. We always talk about big tits and silly shit. Now we're intelligent. Now there, there are intelligent people, Jimmy, who do watch our show. Everybody's not just jerking off over big tits that come on our show. <laughs> That's true. Like, like Dave bit like Dave use in England. <laughs> He's gone already. Every time one of our sexy girls comes on, he has a nervous breakdown. He gets, so, he gets hot. It's crazy. The crazy old man in England. Yeah. He loves all the sexy broads that come on our show. You know, it can't always be a stupid show talking about stupidity. And I am an intelligent man. I hide it well by being stupid on the show because people enjoy my stupidity. Well, you know what I like? I have to say, I have to give a shout out to you, Ron. One of the things that I love, love, love and why I think we became friends. You were probably one of the most honest people I've ever seen when it comes to having a Everything. conversation. You don't hide anything. You tell it just how you see it. And for because, that, that was like I was so impressed when I first met you. Because if you're a shit heel, I don't talk to you. I walk away. If you're a good person, I tell you you're a good person. 
My mind tells me what to say. Most people, their minds today are disturbed because they were told not to say anything nice about certain people. So they turn around and they join the gang, the clique, the people. I'm going to be a party to all of my friends. I'm not going to say I like so-and-so when they all hate so-and-so. And that's what it's all about. You have to go by what you feel, by your gut feeling and what your brain tells you. And then you will be successful like I am. I have had a very successful career all of my life. I live well. I've got a wonderful man who's 310 pounds. Says he's 185 now. (laughs) I have three lovely dogs and two beautiful women and friends like daughters daughters and not women (laughs) and friends friends like scott page yes my sweet and my sweetheart eileen shapiro who i love and adore everybody likes like she's my sister i feel like she's my sister yep i I, and next time i do drag i'm going to borrow her bra and we have and we have a chat room full of fabulous people who tune in every week that we so like appreciate yeah, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Life is good. Even though our country is in dilemma, we're still the best out there. Artists. I mean, I have cousins in Italy who we've been in contact, and they say, Ron, we understand what you're saying about America, but it's no better in Italy. We have still mafia control over the government, and we have dictatorship here, and they're not happy with it. And people in France, I have friends in Paris, they're not happy with their guy, uh, a woman, whoever it is there. I mean, most of Europe... Uh, Most of the world is unhappy with the leaders. But you must remember one thing. The leaders are humans. They're people. And they're full of faults. They pee, they shit, and they fart just like you do. They're not gods. And they're full of faults. Not like me. No, I don't. You don't don't do any of those things. None of those, no. no. They want to know in the chat room if you miss the fans as much as they miss you, Scott. Everybody says they miss seeing you. Wait, you know what your wife said about you? At night, you float up to the ceiling and wings come out and a halo over your head. And suddenly there's harp music. That's nice. Yeah, that's 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 what uh, Wayne Wayne told me from the parts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the fans miss you. No question, you know, missing. I mean, there's really nothing like getting out and playing and being with the people. I mean, that's no question. That's probably the toughest thing of this whole thing. Because before all this, I was I would try to play at least three nights a week. So I'd be in the clubs playing. You know, we do the gigs, and it was just always so much fun. And all the friends and people that came around, all that social. I'm like you, Ron. I'm a I'm a social person. I like being yeah. around people and hanging out. So yeah, this is definitely a different thing. And I can tell you, we all miss it. All the musicians and players, because you know, I, I practice and stuff. But I'm you know, I'm playing with a, you know, basically a recording or something. It's just not the same as is slamming with the guys, you know, playing some tunes and you know all that. It's really with sad. a live audience. Wait, 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 with a live wait, wait. audience so too. Scott, Scotty, tell me, what are you playing at Soho's show? Um, we just, well, we just, we didn't really play on the show. We did just all of us on think we did a little video thing that we put together. Uh, you didn't, you didn't that. blow, you didn't blow. No, I didn't play, we didn't play anything on this one. No, we were more of a, we were talking heads, so to speak. Oh, I would talk show. Oh, now I'm not. It's gonna, hilarious. Now I'm not going to watch. I watched it. It was hilarious. Now I'm not going to watch the show. Because <laughs> it's really the making to. of our, it was the making of our, our, our little thing we were trying to put together it's pretty funny actually somebody in the chat room wants to know if you prefer dive bars or big arenas 
Well, you know, hey, that's actually a very interesting question. You know, people always say to me, they say, wow, it must be just unbelievable getting out on that stage and there's 100,000 people or 90,000 or whatever the stadium is. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, the first few times you go do that, it, it is very interesting and it's, wow, it's cool. But, you know, usually when we're on those big stages, the bands spread out. And when you look out, you can only really see the first few rows of people's faces. And then it just sort of blends into a big like carpet, right? So truthfully, there's nothing like playing in a smaller club. You know, it's funny when we did Flo- out with Pink Floyd, we had our we called we had our band, the Pink Floyd band, we called ourselves the Fishermen's. And after we would play a big stadium, the promoter would set it up and we'd go to a club and nobody knew we were coming. Right. Right. They just set it up for us and they'd have the gear there and we go in and play. We wouldn't play any Pink Floyd songs. We would play, you know, all rock standards and blues and all that kind of stuff. But those were the most fun because when you're two, three feet away from somebody and there's, you know, some beautiful girl in the front row and you're honking her with the saxophone, there's just that interaction that you get. So for me, it's it's cool to be out in front of the big audiences, but really the the most fun I've ever had playing is when we're all a lot of people jammed in a small space and we're all kind of interacting and you can. I, I, agree. I so I agree with you. When it's I used to do stand up in the clubs, uh, sometimes they book a show in a uh, 350, 400 person uh, dining room, you know, where people were eating. You ever hear 400 people banging, clanging? I mean, forget it. I loved uh, do jamming like you did. I mean, sometimes I used to go upstairs to downstairs or all the great clubs in the village back in the sixties, yep. uh, still in costume from yep. my show. And I'd sit on the piano and we'd sing songs and we'd do jokes and it was my best audience and the best time of my life. I loved oh, yeah. it. Yeah. The we intimate. were playing, we were playing this great little club called the killer yacht club. And in, 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 actually it was one of the rooms in this killer shrimp restaurant. And it was one of the best sounding rooms. I love, I mean, it only held like a hundred people, but that place would be slamming. That was the most fun. The band sounded great. Cause what happens is those smaller gigs, they force you into being closer together as a musicians in that feeling, that energy. I mean, there's nothing like it. You know, it's basically wonderful. everybody gets on the same wavelength. It's, it's really, for me, it's like, how feel like you get closer to God, right? Because you get to connect with the, the soul. Well, you also, sense, right? you also see people's eyes focused on you. Yeah. And when, when you hit the button and the joke works, you see the laughter and that's the reward for the work. There yep. was a place in the village years ago, if I'm not mistaken, called the purple onion, if I'm correct on the note, this is going way back. I think you weren't even born yet. When we were not hippies, we were beatniks. And it was a beatnik uh, coffee house. Mm-hmm. Of course, everybody smoked pot. So that was just the excuse was the coffee house. You went in and we'd be, everybody be smoking joints and people would get up and do odes. In those days, it was called it was a poem called an ode. An like ode. one guy got up and he yeah, did like and an, an ode to an ashtray. You know, it was crazy shit. And then, of course, singers would get up there and guitarists and sax players and it was probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life, the best variety show. Yeah. And it was wonderful. I yeah. was so young that I glued a fake beard to my chin. I wore a beret and a black T-shirt and had a cigarette holder with a joint in it, right? And I thought I was so cool. What was I, 16, making me believe I was 18 <laughs> to get into the club? But those were the days of innocence and wonderment. And that's how I learned my craft. And that's why I'm not afraid to speak to people. And right. nor are you afraid to play music to people. No, we learned, no. we learned the early ways. 
So yeah, there's like, too, when the band is really rocking, let's say where, you know, what happens when we're playing, you know, you can just play. If your head is someplace else, it's different. You're playing, you're going through it. But when you're getting these places and if you've got a really good band and the rhythm section is killing, that's why I love to play with Steve Perkins so much because his time is so good and he just lifts the vibe. When such we a all great get drummer. in sync, uh, when musically it gets in sync, you can see the audience get in sync at the same time. And it's absolutely. like you're part of this entire jam. Like we're we're all in the same wavelength. We're not thinking about, oh, I got my email. What's going on? We're all just connected at that moment to the groove and the music. And that thing is like a high. It's like a high. So we got to go, you guys, because we've only got one minute, le- uh, less than a minute left. So we want to say thank you, Scott Page. Thank you, Martha well, Davis. Thank you, chat room. Scott, in seeing you. You I, look great. I, I, I remember you again, and I miss you. All right. Back Jimmy, at you, buddy. Wait, Jimmy and I go into L.A. a lot. We've been in Glendale a lot. We've been all over those parts. Next time we go in, we're going to call you, and you and uh, John Wayne should have lunch <laughs> with us somewhere. All and right. we we can, you know, see each other at a distance. Well, let's with do it. Man. Please let's let me know it. next year. I mean, we, we both do live in California. Yep. Yeah, so. we do. It's just a little bit of a distance. But yes, please, yeah. let's do that. Yes, let's Thank you together. so much, Scott. Have a thank good one. All. Have a great weekend. Okay, chat bye room, bye. thank you. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to, John, to, to Goddess and everybody. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Don't forget Soho Johnny's event, Tuesday night, iConcert.tv. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest news that you listen to the celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Come on, Russell.